0: Get more time to listen to yours truly by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus. Then, save up with the Fuel Rewards Program.
1: Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell.
2: Today's opening tip, James Harden scoring 39 points, dishing out 12 assists last night. Jackies, did the Lakers have an answer for Harden if they see him in the playoffs?
3: I would say the answer is pretty clearly no in this particular game. Uh, Rachel, we can't stress enough how important the loss of Avery Bradley is. He's one of the best on-the-ball defenders in the league. A lot of things will change for the Lakers going forward, but that will not. You can't stress enough how much they probably wish they had Avery. Not just for James Harden, but for a guy like, I don't know, Dame Lillard, perhaps? Maybe later on?
2: Absolutely. All right, welcome to The Jump. I am Rachel Nichols, alongside of our NBA reporting crew. Mark Spears from The Undefeated, who is with me here in the bubble, and the Hall of Famer, Jackie McMullen. Always so cool when you're on the show, Jackie. Coming up, after Thanks, an impressive Rich. win over the Mavs, Doc Rivers said the Clippers are paying at like a 6 or 7 out of 10 right now in terms of playoff readiness. Is that good or bad? Well, we'll discuss that, but first, Let's check in on the race for the Western Conference's eighth spot. Oh yes, I hear it, I see it. Look at them. Damian Lillard scoring 45 points and hit a career-tying 11. Count them, 11 threes last night in a 10-point win over the Nuggets. Portland closed to within half a game on the Grizzlies for the eighth spot in the West. Meanwhile, the Suns moved to a perfect 4-0 after beating the Pacers in what we dubbed the TJ Warren revenge game. Warren was held to just 16 points because DeAndre Ayton, who is going to join us later on in this show, scored 23 points, 10 rebounds, so the Suns stayed perfect in the bubble. And in a game we featured on The Jump yesterday, Zion scored 22 points in 24 minutes of action. But yeah, the Pelicans lost big, 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 to the Kings who went into that game winless. And by the way, Zion is listed as out tonight. For the Wizards, he will be, quote, resting on the second day of a back-to-back. Let's also check in on the Spurs, because they are playing the early game today against the Jazz. I'm going to show you some early highlights from that game. Let's take a look here. DeMar DeRozan cutting through with the bucket in the first quarter. Later, we have more DeRozan. Nice footwork. Hits the fadeaway jumper. And at the end of the quarter, check out Jordan Clarkson with the wild finish. Clarkson again with a nice bucket in the second quarter. And in the third quarter, We had Lonnie Walker with that dunk. You know, the Spurs take on the Pelicans in a huge race for the eighth showdown on ABC on Sunday. And look, we can get a live look in here. Take us through. So, Jackie, what, what do you think as you look at the Spurs here? What do you expect from them with Greg Popovich trying to keep this streak, playoff streak alive?
3: Well, I mean, the Spurs are catching a break here today, today, Rachel, because anyone that's playing or watching this game has noticed that Gobert, Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Mike Conley aren't even playing. But you know what? doesn't matter to the Spurs. They've got to keep pace. He's such a great coach. And they do have some veterans like Rudy Gay that can help those young guys push it along. They're very much in the mix. No question about it.
1: And I'll say this. I talked to a GM from another team, and he said, you noticed in the practice games that Pop wasn't coaching, but then Pop, once the real game started coaching, he said that was because Pop wants <laughs> to win. He wants to keep that streak alive. He has a lot of pride. And he's reminding us right now how great a coach he is with what he's doing with this team without LaMarcus Aldridge. The, the, the Spurs are the Spurs under him. And, and Pop has a masterful way of making whoever he has play great under him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look, you're right, guys, about who is or isn't on the court, but that's going to be part of this, right? Some of these teams come, you know, who are going through this ruling race for the eighth spot, they're going to face teams where sometimes on paper it would look like a tough part of strength of schedule, but instead those teams are going to rest or pull their starters, and that's not just a bubble thing, right? That happens toward the end of the season every season. The teams that are in a tight playoff race for seating or to make the postseason sometimes get breaks because teams that are supposed To be tough markers on their schedule end up resting their guys going into the playoffs so a little bit of normalcy in the bubble remember to the Spurs as I mentioned take on the Pelicans in that huge race for eighth showdown on ABC Sunday and look the up-to-date standings Mark what do you think has been the biggest surprise in this race for you for the final playoff spot at West
1: those hot Phoenix Suns baby so we, we gave them no chance. We gave them zero chance. But I, I talked to Monty Williams earlier today. He was running around the property, said he needed some sun rays. But in the gym right now, the sun's are burning people. They're 4-0. Oh. Devin Booker is cooking. But that's what we expected him offensively. But he's given leadership. He's playing D. the DeAndre Ayton haters. Silence him. DeAndre Ayton's balling right now. He's blocking shots. He even hit a three. I I mean, look, I'm stunned by these sons, but Monty Williams kept them reminding them that when they had wins of two in a row or three in a row to not to take the noise, push it away, not pay attention to it and focus on the day. And they brought that to the bubble and their focus and, and not looking ahead is a big reason why they're successful right now.
3: And, you know, it's interesting, Mark, I, I've talked to Monty on and off throughout this pandemic, and he really liked how they were handling that layoff. Again, a young team, a young, growing team. He was just telling, remarking on the camaraderie they had, even though they weren't actually to be able to be physically in the same spot. And I think that's what you're seeing. You know, we expect Aiton to be dominant down low. We know that Devin Booker can score the way he does an elite volume score. What I've been impressed with is guys like Mikel Bridges, who, by the way, is part of the reason T.J. Warren struggled the other night. Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson shooting almost 50% from the three-point line in the bubble. Those are the kind of contributions that I didn't expect. And that's why these guys are rolling right now, because it's not just those two stars. It's everybody.
1: It's going to be so interesting the
2: rest of the way here to see. Oh, go ahead, Mark.
1: No, I was going to say, uh, also talking to Monty today, he said one of the great things about this experience is this is the youngest team in the league. And now in their hotel, they're seeing Pop walk around. They're seeing Melo, CJ, and Dame. They're getting playoff basketball. DeAndre Ayton is like 22, Booker is 23. So regardless (laughs) of what happens, this experience is going to be huge for this very young franchise going forward.
2: Yeah, no, I cannot agree with you more. It's kind of what we talk about with an Olympic experience, except now they're on separate teams, but they're still together. They still have the opportunity to be around and learn from those guys. And I do think it's interesting. Are the Suns going to be an indicator of the chaos that we're going to see in the bubble? Because (laughs) you guys remember in lockout shortened seasons, we've had unusual results make it to the playoffs, right? We all know about 99, the eighth seeded Knicks making it to the NBA finals. We don't know what a bubble is going to be like. We've never experienced this before. We did know it was going to be different. And the Phoenix Suns, that had a lot of people questioning if they should even be included in this bubble, are sitting here being the ones making some noise. And I just wonder if that's an indicator that we're going to see more upsets, we're going to see more teams that don't look like they looked for the first chunk of the season. It's fun to find out, man. I root for chaos. I'm all in on this. I do want to move to one of the favorites, though. Kawhi and PG-13 combined for 53 points last night in the Clippers' win over the Mavericks. They would see the Mavericks if the playoffs started today. And we say that sometimes in sports, but I swear, the playoffs are starting soon. It's less than two weeks. So after the game, Doc was asked how his team is playing, how playoff-ready they were on a scale of 1 to 10. Doc said, that's a good question. I don't know, a six or a seven. He said, we still have Montrez out. And then he said, Jackie, he said, I would just settle for having my team have a full practice. Uh, I said, Doc, how many times has your team had a full practice this season? He said, three, three times all season. So, Jackie, do you think that Doc is running out of time to maximize the potential of this roster?
3: well the time is ticking it's funny if you asked him on a a, a sing of one to ten i would have said incomplete because that's been the answer all year long and you know think about it when the bubble first happened you're worried about the lakers because avery bradley made a very personal and i think a very good decision not to come and then rondo is out with an injury and you start thinking wow this is going to kill the lakers the clippers are golden well then all of a sudden pat beverly misses time he has to leave the bubble montrez harrell has to leave the bubble As we all know very famously now, Lou Williams missed time in the bubble and then missed time when he came back. So they have never had continuity, and at some point you have to wonder, don't you need a little bit of a longer sample set for continuity? Having said that, when you watch the way Kawhi Leonard played in that game last night, I will never bet against Kawhi Leonard again, ever, 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 ever.
1: Well, I'm not too nervous about the Clippers right now because one main thing, Paul George is here, Kawhi Leonard is here, and they're healthy. That's the biggest thing. We gotta make sure for the Clippers that these two guys are healthy. And I also think they had a statement win yesterday, beating up Dallas like that. This is gonna be their first round opponent. Harrell will probably be back next week. So I think what we're talking about right now, Doc Rivers is gonna feel a lot better a week from now, He'll probably have a compliment of players, have a couple of practices before the real game start. I think the Clippers are going to be fine. Uh, Having like seven guys gone is, is certainly tough throughout this process. But those two guys, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are here. And as long as they're here, I think the rest will work out.
2: Well, look, we've seen it in past years, right? Uh, Especially with LeBron when he was in Cleveland, where that team would go into the playoffs looking completely discombobulated. Their defensive numbers were horrible, right? We had one year where BPI gave them like a 2% chance to make the NBA Finals. And of course, they made the NBA Finals because good teams, can use those early playoff rounds. If they can get by on talent, they can accumulate the cohesiveness as they go through those first couple rounds. So the NBA, even though it's in a bubble, is still giving teams seven game playoff series. They are gonna have the opportunity to mesh together in those early rounds. they don't run into a very hot team, and so far, the Mavericks are their first-round opponent, and so far, the Mavericks are not a hot team. We will see what happens there. Coming up later in this show, guys, after leading the Bucks to a 23-point comeback against the Heat, Giannis says the biggest challenge for Milwaukee is ourselves. Is he right about that? Stick around with me, Mark, and Jackie to find out.
4: The Jump is brought to you by One-a-day natural fruit bites, multivitamins.
0: Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... (laughs) I don't even see myself
4: anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a
0: breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with Geico, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance.
1: It's a make or miss league.
2: Bye-bye, says Dame Make Crafting Lakers Thunder. Check out this move by CP3. Keeps Alex Caruso attached. Great oh. separation. Oh, man, I've got the wrong, I've got from the <laughs> other day. I got the Nurkid shot Welcome going. Welcome to the NBA, Brooke. I got the Nurkid shot Welcome going. Welcome to I'm the gonna... NBA,
1: <laughs> Don't do that again. No, Don't oh, do man. Him. And he weighs like 20 pounds. <laughs> he got to gain some weight before he try to challenge people like that.
3: Let's just give him a little time, shall we?
2: So good, man. Look, you got to teach ball ball. sometimes. What can I tell you? Miss, missing. Take a look here, guys. Producer Danny's going to talk me through this. Right, Danny? Cameron Payne? What in the world got into him? Look at him last night, guys. He is balling out here.
3: I'm, well, telling, I'm, glad he re- I'm telling you, re- this is what I'm talking about. All sorts of little things happening to this team. Defensive-minded. All of a sudden, imagine going home and telling your your kids when you get older. Yeah, I stripped Kawhi.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad he regurgitate. I'm glad he regurgitated his career too. He was known as Westbrook's dancing buddy. Now he's dancing on the court for the Suns, balling and, and back in this league and uh, showing that he deserves to be here.
2: Absolutely, the bubble is a proven ground. I love it. All right, make twirling. Look at Kyle Kuzma here. I'm going to call this art, guys. Look, guys have hobbies. Maybe he's dancing. Maybe he's doing. He's showing his range. This could be the yoga that I know the Lakers do. What do you feel Kyle Kuzma's doing here? (laughs) What
3: do you got, Jackie?
1: Oh, he's he's showing. Oh man, it's the flight of the
3: bumblebee. No, no, this is the flight of the bumblebee. Are you kidding? He's going on, he's going on tour with this. Flight of the bumblebee. Especially in the yellow, right, Mark? It? Wouldn't it
1: have been pretty? You got What it. if he made that? We, we'd be talking about it in a... Di- Go ahead, Coos. just just shoot your shot, baby.
2: Miss Dunks, let's move on to Derek Jones Jr. Normally, we're talking about airplane mode in a different way. Take a look here. Woof, woof. Teammates thought that was going in. You know that they did, Mark, right?
1: Boy, if he would have dunked that, the bubble would have burst. All the air would have came in, and it would have been over. That's nasty right there. Uh, (laughs) That dude has so much hops. I wish he would have won the dunk contest. But uh, that's another poster that I'm sure they're glad didn't happen.
3: That's why he's he's slamming that ball out the backboard. Take that, all you judges. I don't need to show (laughs) you I can dunk. I already did you robbed me.
1: Yeah, he jumped too early though, even with the mops. That's another guy that needs to gain some weight so he can jump, you know, can't get pushed (laughs) off.
2: I'm not giving Derek Jones Jr. any dunking advice, Mark. That's all you if you want to do that. Make more twirling. Do you think Giannis ever gets dizzy doing this? Because, you know, that spin
3: move is pretty vicious. Jackie, what do you think? It's like the little teacup in in Disneyland. Giannis has got the Giannis has the best center of gravity for a guy his size. Guys like that don't ever get dizzy. You know why? Because they slow the game down. Even when they're spinning, it's slow.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Well, Giannis certainly led a comeback in this game. And after the game, he said that the biggest threat to the Bucs was going to be their own selves, their focus, their concentration. Mark, what do you think of that?
1: I think the biggest thing is not getting hurt. They, they got too much to, to play for, too big of a fish to fry down the road. I mean, what, rested, I know they rested Giannis the other day. They rested Middleton. Keep doing that. Uh, I mean, what, what do they have to prove this week? What do they have to do? The rhythm's fine. They look good. First round's going to be the same way. If, if I'm Bud and I'm the trainer, I'm nervous because the one thing you don't want to do is get somebody hurt. That's their only yeah. issue right now. This is a franchise that ain't won nothing since 1973. 1973. (laughs) Rest everybody, man. Let let Giannis go to Disney World. Do the Matterhorn, Epcot, the Safari. He he don't need to play basketball right now. Mark, you know we're not
3: allowed to do that. Mark, are you crazy you're going to put him on an amusement park ride? You think that's safe? He's safer playing in an NBA game. Don't be silly. If, if I'm the Bucks, I am a little worried about those half-court sets late in the game. But I think what Giannis is saying, and I agree with him, is this. If they play defense the way they're capable of playing, and they jump teams and get all over them and get easy baskets in transition, that they don't have to worry about uh, half-court in the final seconds of a game because they'll be that far ahead. Remember, they led the league with a very hefty point differential. So I think that's what Giannis is talking about. If we play at our best, that should take care of it. And I happen to agree with him.
2: All right, so those are some of the biggest challenges you guys see for the Bucs within themselves. Who do you guys think is the biggest challenger within the East? Mark, you can start.
1: Man, them Toronto Raptors, boy. They're the best team in the East. Pound to pound, they're the best team. They got a bunch of killers on that team. They got about four or five dudes that can give you 20 at a time. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, the All-Star. Um, OG is being is has played phenomenal. We forget that OG wasn't even here last year. The Toronto Raptors are the scariest team in the Eastern Conference. And right now, I think they're the scariest team in the NBA.
3: Ooh. Well, and, and, and Mark. And, Mark, to your point, they are built because they've got some big guys they can throw at Giannis. You have Marcus Gasol under there. You have Serge Ibaka. And you have all the you know, the length of Pascal Siakam. You have different ways you can play the Bucks, And we saw what they did to them last year in the postseason. But you know what? I still call me crazy. I always wonder, <laughs> can the Sixers get it together? Embiid, you know, the Jackie. Sixers are up and down. Embiid is not. Embiid's playing unbelievably. What would happen if they played each other? Jackie? I always, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. But I can't help it. I'm, I'm watching him beat th- at his best right now. I can't help it.
2: I'm not saying they can't me. do it. I'm just saying that picking them now is going out on quite a limb. I'm not picking ben them. Ben Simmons. Not picking them. Ben Simmons, Simmons still them.
3: out Joe indefinitely. And I'm 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 the
1: gang. Is Dr. J coming back?
3: Well, with Simmons out. Yeah, without Simmons. I agree. I'm just saying that when this Embiid, the way he's playing right now, locked in on both ends of the floor, he's just, you know, he, he seems like an MVP. You wish that that team, I don't know what's wrong with them. They haven't been able to get it together all year. They made a lineup change that had mixed results. And now, of course, Ben is out again. I don't know. The Sixers are always on my mind. They're most, the most maddening, intriguing, fascinating, frustrating team Maybe ever. I don't know. They grab me nuts. Yeah, but
1: if, if, I if Simmons isn't out there, they have no shot, none, sadly. Um, well, I but we don't know how long Boston, he's out Jackie? for, Mark.
3: We don't know. I thought you were gonna say Boston. Well, Boston. I like Boston a lot. Boston doesn't have the size to match up with Milwaukee. Giannis destroys them. Now, I think Brad Stevens' theory is, all right, let's get Giannis destroy them and try to stop everybody else. But they haven't proven to me yet. That, they have the, that they're effective enough to be able to do that. I like Boston a lot, but I don't know if they can beat the Bucks. I just don't believe In they Toronto, can.
1: Hey, Jackie, Toronto not oh. scared of nobody. Ky, Kyrie's like, here's my room number. These dudes don't care who you are. They beat up yeah. on the Lakers. You mean Kyle Lowry? <laughs> Yeah. I'm telling you, these Raptors are no joke now.
2: That's certainly true. By the way, the Heat would like a word with both of you. But with the Raptors, also an important thing to remember is they have been down here two weeks longer than everyone else. They could not practice back up in Toronto, so they have been in their own bubble in Florida, even in advance of everyone. They look like the cohesive team that they are. The East is going to be so much fun to watch. All right, Mark Spears, thank you so much for joining us today. You'll be back on the show next week. And coming up in this show today, we're going to talk about who the best Player is in the bubble. Also, Andre Aiden is going to come join the show. He had a pretty good game last night, too. Stick with us. Geico presents Monster Counseling.
0: Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and
4: (laughs) I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough.
0: It's not easy to be a vampire. But with Geico, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance.
2: Tonight from the IMG bubble in Bradenton, Florida, two more WNBA games for you on ESPN2 and the app. The Liberty take on the Mystics at 7 Eastern, followed by the Sparks and Aces. A little wobble action for you. And now, here are some of the top five plays in the bubble so far. This is a good one.
0: Valet turns it over. Bol Bowl back in. Nice feet ahead. Oh my oh, what a goodness. Pass. Wow. In stride, perfect bounce pass, threading the needle. Bowl
4: squared with the beautiful pass.
0: <laughs> Drills, but unable to go. Nurkic in on Bowl, and he puts it away. Nurk just dunked on Bol Bol. <laughs> Bull just kind of got up there, and kept the hands down, and let Nerd put him in a poster.
1: for a pretty good duck. And that's what they need from him. Three point shooting. Williamson with a flush and some pyrotechnics at the other end. <laughs> it happens fast, Mark. Wow. From your lady Mariah, both are doing well, but. Oh, my goodness. He's getting dumped on by Justin Anderson. Justin Anderson. Anderson. Oh. oh, man. Left-handed, Justin Anderson. The outlet away, and the Suns have it. Six to play.
0: Booker, this is for the win.
2: Got it. Wow.
0: <laughs> what? A shot by Devin Booker. Unbelievable play. But again, that's what the great players do.
2: That's right, Devin Booker has the Jump production staff's top play in the bubble so far. So joining us now is someone who knows a thing or two about the Phoenix Suns organization, our front office insider, Amin Hassan, Welcome, my friend. And it's time for us to have a fun little segment here we're calling Bubble Wrap, where we recap the bubble so far. So, Amin, let's start there. Who do you think has been the best player in the bubble so
3: far?
4: Oh, this is a tough one. There there have been so many memorable performances. TJ Warren through the first three games. You had, obviously, Devin Booker has been remarkable. But I'm going to go with the guy who's the MVP of the league already, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's been otherworldly as always. only thing that can stop him is when his coach sits him.
3: Okay, so I agree with Giannis. I like that as a choice, and there are others, Booker, T.J. Warren, so many others, but I'm going to go with the guy that is literally willing his team into the postseason, Dame Lillard. We know he can score, and you saw it in bunches just yesterday, but here's the other thing. He's averaging 11 assists a game. He's being a willing facilitator, and did you guys see what the kind of defense he played on Jason Tatum? In that game against the Celtics, he is giving us an all-around performance that's going to take his team out of the playoffs, I think, into the eighth seed. Dame Lillard.
2: Jackie, it's amazing to hear Dame after these games, too, because he has such certainty. He was saying last night, this is why. This is why I wanted to make sure if we got to the bubble, we would at least have a fair chance to try to make the playoffs, he said, because I know that we could. All right, let's shift to team performances. Jackie, who do you think the best team in the bubble has been so far?
3: You know what, this is an easy one for me. It's the Toronto Raptors. The one thing that surprised me guys, since all the teams came back to the bubble, was how many elite defenses have struggled a bit on the defensive end. That wasn't something I was expected, rust defensively, because I think of it so much as effort. But of course there is timing involved. No rust on the Toronto Raptors and the way they play defense. One thing I've said from the beginning about the bubble is veteran teams will benefit coming back into this restart. Serge Ibaka, Marcus anchor anchoring your defense, and Kyle Lowry, the ultimate vet, as far as I'm concerned. Look out for the Raptors, people. Defending chance. You know, Ra-
4: Rachel. You know the hardest thing about following up after a Hall of Famer is there's nothing you can add. There's no answer I can give that's more illuminating or better or more <laughs> correct. He's absolutely right. It it is the Toronto Raptors. And one of the things in the bubble that we should all pay attention to is the offense across the board is ahead of the defense. Why? Because when you're by yourself, you can work on your shooting. You can work on your dribbling. You can work on your moves. You can't really work on defensive rotations and schemes because you're by yourself. Well, the Toronto Raptors are the exception to that rule. Their defense has been phenomenal. They're undefeated. They are a force to be reckoned with.
2: Yeah, and look, we knew that the offense would probably be ahead of the defense coming into this situation. And we knew the Raptors, who have been gritty all year, who dealt with injuries, overcame them, pushed and pushed and pushed. There's a reason Nick Nurse is the favorite to win the Coach of the Year award. I'm not sure why people are surprised, but I do understand that we have never had a Finals MVP leave his team before. That's just never happened. So with Kawhi's departure... You understand why the Raptors have not gotten sort of the respect bubble that defending champions should have, but I don't think there's any question that they are one of the teams that is going to be there at the end here. We're all seeing it unfold before our eyes. All right, not everyone has played as well as the Raptors, though. I mean, who has been the most disappointing team for you in the bubble so far?
4: Oh, man, there there are so many answers I could go with here. I could go with, you know, the, the Grizzlies. I could go with... Uh, the, you know, the Pelicans, but I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks because this is a team that actually has talent that was securing its seed that has a, an MVP candidate in, in Luca, and they just haven't come to play. They, they have one win in their first few games here in the bubble and I just haven't seen them bring it consistently and their clutch time, crunch time issues are still a struggle for them.
3: So, I Amin, mean, I like your answer. But I am gonna concentrate on the Grizzlies just because I love this team. They're so much fun, they're young, they're promising, they're gonna be so good. And I thought they were good enough to maybe get out here, make a difference, even though I think it's hard for young teams to restart the way they have. Obviously the injury to Jaron Jackson Jr. has changed everything. But even so, when this team was getting in trouble early, what do they do? Instead of attacking the rim, they try to get it all back with one big three-point shot. And John Morant struggling mightily from the three-point line. I think he's around 18%. Uh, Dylan Brooks also struggling from the three-point line, around 24%, 21%. So I just thought they would do better. Now with Jaron Jackson Jr. out, I don't know what our expectations should be. And you know what? I'm not super worried about them going forward because, as my mom used to tell me, look at the age of somebody. This is age-appropriate in some ways. They're young. They're learning. They'll be back. They will be. They'll be back.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't change the promise of this team. We knew that they were going to have one of the hardest schedules here in the bubble, definitely the hardest schedule of the teams competing for that eighth spot. And they were supposed to because they were going to have the hardest schedule if the NBA had never shut down. So when things get harder that there's a reason why we see which team is more capable. The Blazers, of course, having a very hard schedule here as well, and they have the age and experience, to your point, Jackie, to deal with that in a better way than we've seen Memphis do, and then, of course, the unfortunate injury as well. All right, guys, coming up, 2018 number one overall pick, DeAndre Ayton from the Red Hot Sun stops by the jump next. I'm going to ask him how high the ceiling is for him and Devin Booker as a duo. It's a lot of fun to always talk to him first, though. Here's what the jump recommends for today. Check out the breakout bubble stars on ESPN.com. Michael Porter Jr. from the Nuggets. Gary Drent Jr. from the Blazers are among those listed. Check it out during
0: the break. Does this place look haunted?
3: No, I don't think so.
0: What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us.
3: That is truly frightening.
0: You know what's really scary?
2: Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24 7 access to licensed agents.
3: Uh, thank you, creepy girls.
2: Want to see our room?
4: Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now.
3: Happy Geicoean! Switch today for 24 7
0: access to licensed agents.
2: Oh, man, talk about anarchy. The Suns are causing it here in the bubble. They are 4-0. They shut down a red-hot Pacers team yesterday led by DeAndre Ayton. 23 points, 10 boards, 4 blocks. And look who joins us here now on The Jump. Welcome back to the show, DeAndre. You have been a sensation here. Your team is the talk of the bubble. Please explain the secret to your success here.
0: Um, Coach Mani built a culture in us uh, during this bubble uh, throughout the whole quarantine. Just instilling, sharing the ball, uh, playing for each other, and playing as a unit when stuff don't go our way. You know, just learning each other personnel, really brought it to the
2: How did he do that (laughs) when you guys were all separated through the shutdown? Did you guys have a lot of Zooms? What were the conversations? Yeah,
0: definitely a lot of Zoom calls. Uh, Coach tried his best to keep in touch. (laughs) Sometimes he just wanted to see our face, hear our voice. which was, Really touching, to be honest. I never had a coach that really cared like that for us off the great hand. It showed a lot. And, you know, FaceTime, big thing, took a big part in touching the guys.
4: DeAndre, other than Zoom calls with Coach Monty, how else did you spend your off time during the pandemic shutdown? Uh,
0: definitely spending a lot of time with my high school coach, Um, him working on a three ball with me, uh, pushing the ball, a rebound. Uh, Being a playmaker for my team, I draw a lot of attention when I roll to the basket. So just seeing who's on the weak side, especially when the double team comes over, just seeing that and, you know, just getting that experience in the bubble when, you know, the defense throw anything at me, I just take the opportunity.
2: Yeah, you can tell you've been working on your threes, DeAndre. You've had zero threes before the restart this season. Since we've been here in the bubble, You've had three three three-point shots in four games, so that is a very good clip for a big man. Of course, your teammate Devin Booker has been going at quite the clip. He hit that incredible game winner versus the Clippers. You know, the two of you have only been on the court together for a little more than 30 games this season. Is this it? what we're seeing over these last four games? Are we finally seeing what the two of you are capable of together?
0: Yeah, me and Book, definitely. This bubble helped a lot. Uh, Being away from each other during quarantine definitely gave us a little break. Um, but we've definitely took an advantage. You can tell we gotten better. Uh, it's, it's very, com- it's, we're very competitive where him and I talk and we, we communicate on things we see in the game after the game. And it's, it's really, really fun. I'm not gonna lie. Stepping on the floor with Booker is really amazing knowing that, you know, he knows my game and I know, I know his, and, you know, you can tell we've been working over these four months and now we're getting busy.
4: Take us inside those conversations. What kind of advice does Book give you? What kind of advice do you give back to him? Well,
0: him, he just wants me to slow down and just keep competing and bring that approach to the game every time. And me, what I want from him is just how he leads the team, you know, uh, especially when stuff aren't going our way. And, you know, he just shows by example by taking over or, you know, just communicating in the right way and knowing each other personally, who to yell at, who not to yell at. He does a great job. Does this place look haunted? No,
1: I don't
3: think so.
0: What about those two creepy girls?
4: Come stay with us.
3: That is truly frightening.
4: You know what's really scary? Missing
2: on a Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents.
3: Uh, thank you, creepy girls.
2: Want to see our room? Mm, we're going to sleep in the car now.
3: Happy geico Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents.
2: All right. So, DeAndre, you know, you've been on our show before. You've watched The Jump. And when we get players on, we like to play a little game called What Were You Thinking? Ah. So we're going to take a look back (laughs) through some old highlights of yours. And you tell us just what was going through your mind. What were you thinking during them? And we will let Dave Pash and Bill Walton handle the first one. Take a listen.
4: You know what a foam
3: roller is, right?
1: Peyton with a smash down. Throw it down. Vulcan's
3: anvil. And I think they may have just called a technical on Aiton for taunting after the slam dunk. Yes, they did. Really? Yes.
2: (laughs) We all love a little Bill Walton. DeAndre, what were you thinking when you got teed up after that dunk? That was such a fun moment. I didn't even
0: say anything. I just, you know, did the normal dominating yell after a big dunk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, the ref saw how I shouldn't have looked down at the dude, but I was thinking, like, you know, there was a lot of adversity through college, uh, you know, being uh, accused of things that I didn't do. And, like, you know, just a lot of pain and anger I brought on the court, especially against Oregon, because they, they brought it to me when we went to their home, and, you know, they tried to humiliate me. So, yeah, that, he deserved that.
4: Damn, me went with the revenge route on that one. All right, I like DeAndre. It. My question's a little different. It's coming from Twitter. What were you thinking when a Suns <laughs> fan named Andrew promised he'd get a face
0: tattoo if you hit a three? Yeah, I heard, I, I heard the buzz about this after the game. And, yeah, I was kind of shocked. I didn't believe it. Uh, me, I'm not into trolls. I'm not into trolling. So, I mean, I, I went away from it real quick and just focused on the team and, you know, stayed, stayed our, at our steady pace.
2: Okay, but, but do you expect but, but him to started, get the tattoo now? Doesn't I mean, he have he, to yeah, get it? A, he
0: should be canceled out. for. I mean, if he didn't get the tattoo, he should definitely be canceled out.
2: All right, so we're all <laughs> shouting out to Andrew. You're going to have... He didn't just get one three, DeAndre. You've had three threes in four games so far. So maybe he needs to get three tattoos of you. He, I don't know. Thank you for joining more. us here. That's right. (laughs) I will see you on the court in the next day or two. Thank you so much, and good luck with the rest of the way in these seeding games. Coming up, everyone else, stick with us on the jump. Jackie Mack is coming back on the screen. She's going to discuss who the best player in the bubble has been so far, and we're also running back the top five plays since the NBA restarted. Keep it locked.
4: The Jump is brought to you by Burger King. Mix and match your favorites for just five bucks.
2: Tomorrow from the Disney bubble, we're going to have another star-studded NBA matchup. Giannis and the Bucks taking on Luca and the Mavs. 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on ESPN and the app. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern. All right, it's crunch time here on The Jump. On Wednesday, Aaron Gordon caught a hard foul from Kyle Lowry, who was trying to prevent a dunk. The collision caused Gordon to exit the game with left hamstring tightness. Now, Gordon has been ruled out against the Sixers today with the injury, so that's the update on that. Gordon and Lowry also exchanged some words. I mean, you saw Gordon use a bad word there aimed at Lowry, to which Lowry replied with his room number, the idea being he should come find him. I got to point out, these guys are at different hotels, but still, do you like the spiciness between these two?
4: I love it, Rachel, and it's a level of spiciness we haven't seen in decades because not often do you have guys just staying somewhere where it's easily accessible. You know which hotel, you know what room it is now, you can do it. I remember (laughs) there was a certain NBA legend who once walked into the home locker room threw his hotel key at someone he had an altercation with during the game and said, I'm
3: at this hotel, that's my room number, I'll see you there later. (laughs) But I mean, here's the other reason we haven't seen it in decades, because by the time they all play each other in AAU basketball, instead of saying, I'm going to, here's my room nerd, they say, hey, remember that time we shared that creamsicle at that big tournament in St. Louis, (laughs) right? You know, these guys, they're saying, hey, I got beef with you. You got beef with me. I don't like the injury part of it, but bring this stuff on all day, every day. I love it.
2: All right, well, Jackie, to use your word, I'm calling shenanigans on you because during the Jordan documentary, we found out that Danny Ainge and Jordan played golf together. Uh, No. Right? So come on. During a key playoff series. So don't give me this whole Players Today stuff. Apparently, it's been going on for a while.
3: That's because Danny's a golf addict. That's why that <laughs> happened.
2: <laughs> All I know is that they have a lot of protocols here. Players are not supposed to be in each other's rooms because that is considered a COVID risk. So maybe they're going to have to, like, shadow box each other from six feet away. I, I-, I don't know. All right, let's Face move time. on to the Mavericks. FaceTime. The Mavs <laughs> place the Bucks tomorrow, as you just heard, on ESPN. This will obviously be a tough test for them. I was at this game last night. Dallas was tied with the Clippers, 101 midway through the fourth quarter. Then they went on to get outscored by, yes, guys, 25 to 10 for the rest of the game. Yet another Mm. example of the Mavs struggling to close out a close game. Uh, Isaac Lee of The Ringer, he had this tweet recently, how every Dallas (laughs) Maverick game goes, which is really (laughs) amazing. The illustration telling the story. You start out well. You finish, not so much. Shout like out Game to him. Thrones. But Jackie, that's right. <laughs> it is like Game of Thrones. Uh, how do you expect the Mavs to figure these issues out? Because they've just got a few more seating games to do it.
3: Well, Rachel, if this was something unique to the bubble, I would say maybe they can work their way out of it. But go back and look at the entirety of this very, very odd 2019 20 NBA season. This is how it went all year long for the Mavericks. They they were the worst among clutch scoring among most of the teams. So Luka Doncic is 21 years old. I'm going to give him a little more time to figure out how we can close out games because Lord knows he does everything else pretty well right now.
4: Yeah, part of this is Luka's growth and maturity. Uh, it's not just making shots and taking shots. It's also making your teammates better. I still feel like Porzingis is a guy that, just merely benefits off assists. He doesn't become a better player playing alongside Luka, and that'll come with time. The other thing, though, is this is the the centralization of the Mavs offense. It's all in Luka's hands every single time down. It makes it a bit predictable. So I think in time, the Mavericks are going to either need to develop or acquire a second playmaker, someone who can get the ball in his hands and create something, much in the same way that LeBron has had a secondary playmaker alongside him. Giannis... Harden, they've all gone through it. This is the evolution of a superstar.
2: Here's what I liked about Luca: that after the game last night, Rick Carlisle praised Luca's defense. He says he's paying the best defense since he came and joined the Mavericks. A reporter then turned around once Luca came for his press availability and told him about that quote, and Luca said, yeah, we're one and three in the bubble. That's all that matters. So uh, his focus Mm. is definitely there. He understands the overall goal and team dynamic, and we will see how they progress. All right, the league pass game of the night for us, Wizards-Pelicans. 8 o'clock Eastern. The Pelicans enter the bubble with a favorable schedule, definitely an opportunity to make the playoffs. However, they are also 1-3 and so far in Orlando. And they won't have Zion Williamson tonight. He's sitting for rest on the second night of a back-to-back. So, Amin, where are the Pelicans in terms of meeting your expectations in the bubble?
4: I mean, I, I thought their first couple of games were going to be tough. Obviously, the Utah loss was tough. They lost, they, you know, they came a shot away from winning that game. The Clipper game was tough because they got outclassed. But really, that last game against the Kings last night, that's the one where I'm disappointed. Because you can't come out to a team that's been 0-3 and had their own issues and get outworked and, out and beat the way they did. Those are the games that you can't drop. You can schedule a Jazz loss and you can schedule a Clipper loss. But the, the, the Kings, no. And tonight is another one against the Wizards. These are the must-win games. That's why you have the easiest schedule in the bubble.
3: I, I gotta say, I couldn't agree more. I mean, imagine, first of all, how do you give up 140 points to the Sacramento Kings? Second of all, how do you shoot 57% from the floor and lose by 15 points? Mm. And that's what they did in that game the other night. And it, you know, you can't start pointing to the young guys. That's where you have to say, I got to believe that J.J. Redick is telling them how disappointed he is in the results. And let's see if he can have an effect with them. Guys like Brandon Ingram, they're still learning. But Drew Holiday, those guys, they're the ones that are going to... We'll find out what they said in the locker room and if it worked by what happens tonight. This one, what happens for the, tonight is going to be how the veterans reacted to this, not how the young guys
2: it's going to be so interesting this race for the playing game is coming down to the wire it's as exciting as we thought it would be we thought it would be which team is going to be able to position itself in ninth place to fight that eighth place grizzlies team for a play-in matchup to make it into the playoffs now it looks like we might have two teams in the playoff playing game we didn't expect we will find out as we go all right thank you to amin to jackie to mark spears to deandre ayton for joining us and shout out to the WNBA because guys in the Wubble, they have zero positive tests, just like here Very in the awesome. NBA bubble. Both leagues doing a tremendous job keeping their players, staff Shout safe. out to that Atlanta Thanks Dream, too. Thanks, guys, so much. We will see you back. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its
3: eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary?
0: Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever,
4: wherever,
2: wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground.
3: Happy geico ween! Download the industry-leading Geico app today.